streamed in over 50 countries. We have to say hello to, to Nigel in Hong Kong, who single-handedly managed to get us to, wait for this, Dan, number nine, <laughs> number nine on the Apple podcast charts for British football shows in Hong Kong. Over 40 guest interviews and counting. We would like to welcome to the St. Johnson podcast, ex-Scotland internationalist and all-round hero, Del Boy, John O'Neill. It's the Dogger Saints' pleasure to introduce Liam Craig, Michael Jubilee, the St. Johnson legend, Stephen Anderson. How you doing, buddy? You okay? I'm all right, just doing away, do you? Hall of Fame member, Nick Dazovich. How are you guys doing? Over 3,000 pounds worth of terrible merchandise disgust. But it is a dog waste bag dispenser <laughs> with a Bournemouth badge on it. <laughs> Join Sam and Dan as they chat about the mighty Perth St. Johnstone. Stephen Anderson scores! It's come through to McLean! He has scored! It's on the clock! It's the Dogger Saints Podcast. Hello again, it's Sam Miller, and this is episode 53 of Dogger Saints, the unofficial St. Johnson podcast. And I am joined by a man who, if he was married, he would definitely make sure she would pay her taxes on overseas profits. It's Danny Williams. Well, when I come to power and you're my Chancellor of the Exchequer. Yes. We may have to keep a close eye on Lynn's financial dealings, but other than that... Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. Let's move on. Let's move on. How are you? I'm all right, buddy. How are you doing? Very, very well. We have got much to discuss this week. We have got... Bev was on. We managed to finally catch her. Well, she didn't really have a choice in the matter, so we did have a quick 10, 15 minutes with her, finally. There may have been an ambush. Yeah. Departure of Stevie Grieve. The head of recruitment is out the door, and there is some bombshell that was dropped on the internet not too long ago, which we'll go into in more detail. Could be fabrication, could be fiction, could be straight down the line fact but we will dissect that in due course club shop of shame as always we cover celtic and obviously the week after we go to the other side of glasgow to, to even things out and uh we will cover that as well kits and pieces we'll have a teal magenta update and we have finally got a celebrity endorsement dan which we are delighted to share and discuss with with that one as well uh, it's all kicking off, man. It's all going off. It is. But before we do any of that, um, I have to hand over to Dan and I have to give him credit for the wonderful job he has done on the fundraising for War Child. It was all Dan. I can't take any credit for this. He has put the absolute graft into this. As you may have seen online this week, there was a prize bundle to be won, a signed Saints top and a bottle of um, malt whiskey, the double winner's whiskey. And we've got a winner, Dan. Give us a total. Give us a winner. Oh, well, there is set. Hold on. Sorry, listeners. This is slick professionalism. Right, I've got my I've got my stats here, and if my Casio's on the ball, this should be correct. Um, well, thank you very much, Sam. I just want to say that was shucks. I'm 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 blushing here, mate. And please don't put yourself down because your invaluable part in fucking up the scores at the quiz night cannot <laughs> be overlooked. I jest, I jest. You've been an absolute wonderful uh, compadre in this, um, but. We have managed to raise. Hold on, wait, 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 I've got a button. I think that's the only tune Celtic didn't use as goal music on Saturday, but <laughs> no, we'll move done. on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got myself up with that. Um, so, 
the quiz night, as we I think we alluded to last week, we might not have given the exact total. So the quiz night and associated raffle raised £936. Brilliant. And then the bungle, the prize bungle, the most elaborate bungle we've ever done. It was a, it was mint. Like to be fair, that was a mint prize. Um, garnered eight hundred and eighty-five pounds. Brilliant. Which is, and to be fair, it's not a case of congratulations to winners. Congratulations to every single person that entered that competition. Every penny is going to War Child is getting doubled by the government. So what you put in it was matched. Thank you to every single person who entered um, either once or 10 times. It's very much appreciated. And you've made two middle-aged guys in their 30s very, very delighted and chuffed that there's so much good in the world. Yeah, even if we're not middle-aged, we, we are very middle-aged. Um, no, just <laughs> I can't put it any better than that, Sam. That, uh, it means an awful lot. It really does. And so grateful, so grateful to everyone who came on to Quiz Night, everyone who kindly donated a prize to quiz now i'll be getting something now it's all sort of wrapped up i'll be getting uh something out to you sooner rather than later as a as a proper thank you and then to everyone who entered the the raffle uh for the bungle the elaborate bungle that was 885 quid i mean we had some stunningly generous entries some really really generous donations and yeah it's so appreciated and as we say at the minute every penny you spent is being doubled we'll be getting it over to our friends at War Child, thank you. Thank you so much from both of us. It's It's been a very rewarding experience. Um, I'm very glad we've got it wrapped up. I'm very glad that we managed to get a final total and, and such a fantastic one. So the biggest thank you of all is to you guys for your unbelievable generosity. Big yourselves up, superstars. Good job, team. But there had to be one winner, Dan. And who was that winner? There was one winner. There can be only one. And that was very long-time listener of ours, uh, a lovely lad. That was Alex McKenzie. Congratulations, Alex. Who, to be fair, everybody who put in deserved to win it. But you sent me a message saying, it's funny because I just decided I got a tax rebate for £60. This is what you messaged me. I got a tax rebate for £60 and decided to donate it, given how horrific things are. Funny how karma works. And brilliant. Superb. And he did he did that basically on, on the Sunday at the last hour as well. So. Yeah. Um, congratulations to Alex. Well, we'll try and get a wee, a wee photo with you receiving your your goodies. But congratulations to absolutely everybody who entered, and thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. I call that. Do you need to raise something though? Go on. The baffies. Yeah, if you're if you're going to do a video, um, don't do it in your supper time. I desire extreme comfort. What do you want me to do? I'm in my own house. I'll do my fucking dress shoes next time. If that'll please everyone, I tell you what. Well, I live. Jesus Christ, man. Right, <clears throat> listeners. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put aside the Baffies issue for a second because if we're talking about comfort in our own homes. Um, yeah, Sam's just in his bockies here and I've just got a, a full view of that. So Yeah, T-shirt and bockies. It's like a newsreader in like a hot day. Like Business upstairs, comfort downstairs. That's what it's all about. That's the game. Number of people that started doing that on Zoom meetings or whatever. Yeah. Teams meetings at the start of lockdown. If, but if you, there if we you, go. If you can't do a podcast with your pal and a t-shirt and a pair of bockies with a fine mare low, what, what can you do? It's a strong walk, buddy, bike. Thanks, mate. Right, let's move on. This is where we would usually talk about the match of the weekend, but we've taken a joint decision not to talk about it. Well, nobody wants to hear about it, did he? I mean, that was, yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say about it is, we all expected to get beat. 7 nils not very good, though. No, not at all. I think we had one shot off target, and that came in the first minute from uh, Mika Holberg. And that, oh. 
Right, that's the last thing I'm going to press that button today. Well, mate, I'll I, I, I tell a lie, it won't be, but yeah, he had the one shot and it turned to absolute shit, but we rule it out. There's five more games, which we'll discuss later on, but do you know what? Good times, good times. Let's do a feature, Dan. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah, now we're talking. It's kits and pieces time. I don't know why I said it. Like, the louder you scream, the faster the ride. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what that music means. So, kits and pieces. This is actually the very first kit that we covered on this feature where we talk about old kits. We got one sent through from Dave McDonald this week, which we will discuss at a later date, which was the, the Joma Black third kit with the central badge, which is basically a training teacher. It just reminds me of the time Cleveland Taylor played for us, which is never... We try to keep the positivity around the podcast, and that's certainly <laughs> that's not bringing the good times. But we will cover that one point, being a bit of a central badge, though. Central badge, oh, the good times. Like the new Scotland women's kit is an absolute belter. Peach, isn't it? I suggested on on Twitter that the, the Scotland badge should be bigger, and somebody said that it looked a bit like Iron Man. We went, all right, calm down, Tony Stark. <laughs> Just put me right in my place. And I was like, Fair play. Oh, before we do get to kits and pieces and talking about having <laughs> spats on the internet with people, what with you and Jim Spence this week? Right. So this is yesterday. Now, normally I keep my Twitter spats um, off my own personal account rather than on rather than solid a good name of the Dog of Saints account. But, cool. but yeah, Jim Spence, um, a very long established sort of figure in Scottish football broadcasting and journalism, uh, and he put out a he put out a tweet yesterday, and it gathered a bit of mirth amongst um, amongst the Scottish football fraternity. <clears throat> Watching sports scene, so he put this out on Saturday. Watching sports scene, and for all that the games have been fascinating, it's a sad day that the big prize for the rest outside of Celtic in the old firm, oofed, I didn't realise that word, in, <laughs> is, a, is a place in the top six. So, it's like, well, what else are we meant to play for? Yeah, that's... Like, what, what, is he, not, what is he suggesting that nobody should bother playing if we can't win the title? Is that what he's suggesting? Might as well not bother playing. There's been like about three periods in Scottish football history where anyone's even had a chance of breaking the monopoly. So, yeah. And what was your <clears> reply <throat> through the Dogger Saints page? So my reply was, amazing. <laughs> now, this was meant to be lighthearted. And I feel it was lighthearted. Amazing. Couple of tins of tartan special and Jim's come up with the grandmaster plan of why don't teams just do better at football? <laughs> Bet they never thought of that before. Great scenes. <laughs> Jim did not take this in a good spirit. <laughs> he did not. He did not enjoy that. I didn't actually. But what I did do, unlike a cowardly windbag like you, was put my name to my thoughts. You can, of course, correct that situation now by informing the world of your identity, thus proving that you are prepared to stand by your convictions. So, I'll be waiting. So he called you a cowardly windbag. Is, yeah, he look. must be, I'm not calling us big headed, but he must be aware of the Dogger Saints podcast, surely. He works with Eric Nicholson on, and Sean Hamilton every week. So I sent a big photo of me cheesing alongside the title. Hey, Jim. Right. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> and then he's, yeah. So it was, and I said to it, I was like, well, it's not, I wasn't being cowardly or faceless. I didn't point out that he blocked my actual account, which is what I would have engaged in my spot with. So it's an account for a podcast in the area you cover. It's reasonably popular. Come along sometime and we'll have a rare old laugh. Still an open invitation, Jim. It's there. Um, but his response was, where's your hair? <laughs> wow. Like a fucking five-year-old. But the response could not have been better. To, c- to conclude the whole event, well done you, Danny. To, to his statement of, where's your hair? 
You responded. Lost it worrying about the state of yours. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Well done, Dan. And was there a reply to that? It was. It was in... It, uh, no, it wasn't a reply to it. He did like it, though. So uh, Good, good. He uh, obviously realised he'd been done by a better human being. Anyway, we move, we move. All all that ends well. Sorry, we've gone off spot. This is Kits and Pieces. Teal Magenta. This is probably our second longest running campaign behind Nick Dadswich, the Hall of Fame, which still ongoing, to be fair. They've not made any announcements to who's going into the Hall of Fame this year. But the Teal Magenta campaign, it seems, speaking to certain people, Sam Porter, to, to name one of them, isn't giving anything away. He said there was things in motion when he was at the club and left, but he can't say anything. Jordan, on the other hand, said he thinks it might be yellow kits again. So, Sam, nobody you knows don't work for the club anymore. You yeah. have nothing to lose. Tell us. What's the script? Go on. Let us know. No, don't, because that probably reflects him badly on him with his new employer. Yeah, that, that's but, a fair point. <laughs> right. We don't know, though. It's all up in the... It's all up in the ether. They know our thoughts. They know your thoughts, good or bad. I think this would be the greatest moment in my life, maybe slightly ahead of uh, managing kids in it. Maybe slightly ahead. Um, I mean, I've not got kids or been married or anything like that. Um, got a couple of degrees, but fucking if I can get them any, any more, I can get them. So yeah, the teal and magenta kit would be the high point in my life. I like the teal magenta kit, Dan. You like the teal magenta kit. So let's see if Canadian rock drumming royalty likes it as well. So I had uh, the opportunity uh, to speak to a gentleman called Tyler Stewart. Now, he was he's in a band called The Bare Naked Ladies. If you aren't familiar with them, this is some of their songs. It's been You'll know this one, One Week by The Bare Naked Ladies, 1999, classic, love the 90s. It's a belter. If I had a million dollars... What a tune. You might not be familiar with this, but you will definitely, definitely know the next one. What a tune that is. The Big Bang Theory theme tune. Everybody knows that. That's science history unraveled in a mystery that all started with the Big Bang. Bang! So, that was the Bare Naked Ladies. Dan. Sam, do you like the Big Bang Theory? No. No, me neither. Right, but my mum and dad do. And when I whenever I go home, like watching it, and like I go, oh, it's funny they said it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, have you ever watched them on YouTube without the the laughing backing tracks and stuff? It's it's brutal. Like without the canned laughter in the background, it's really really odd. But anyway, I, I had a chance. I'm a big fan of the Bare Naked Ladies. Have been for years, uh, and. Lynn got the opportunity to interview them because uh, they were doing a tour of the UK. Now I pleaded and begged with her, saying, "Please, can I do it? I, I can do this." And I'll make it all about the music. What did I do, Dan? I asked him if he liked the Teal Magenta kit. And this is what he had to say. We've actually started a campaign on the podcast because you're a stylish guy. Simple as that. I had to ask you about all this right. one. And we're starting a campaign to bring back an old football shirt from the 90s. Here it is. I'll show you. Okay. Now, this color scheme is called Teal and Magenta. Now, we are desperate yes. to try and bring it back. What do you make of this as a color scheme for a football shirt? Well, it has some royal undertones, doesn't it? With the uh, with the purple and the uh, in the green, it, it reminds me of like a a court jester or something like that. <laughs> um, well, they, they certainly play like a bunch of clowns at the moment, certainly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I love it, man. I, I love any of the retro jerseys. I think that's really uh, really spectacular. As, as long as uh, you know, as long as the advertising is too prominent the famous grouse there yeah. happened to like me a nice glass of whiskey so i'm cool with that 
Spectacular, and I love it. Glowing references from Canadian's premium rock band. Do you know what that reminded me of at the start? So, you remember the Partridge episode um, with Jed Maxwell? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. It's like, I'll sh- you know, he's like, we're going to see my brother-in-law. Guess where he lives? Leeds. <laughs> and then you're in, they're like, I'm going to show you a football shirt I've got from the 90s. I was so delighted. Yeah, he was a, he was a really nice guy. And Lynn played a hell of a nice fan. Honestly, I'll, 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 send, I'll send you the whole interview. It was absolutely brilliant. And because he knew right away, he'd probably done about maybe 10 or 11 interviews that day. But as soon as he knew me, I started rattling off singles and albums and tours and support acts he'd seen. And he kind of knew that I was a bit of a fan. So he kind of eased off right away, which is brilliant. But yeah, um, it's been endorsed by the Bare Naked Ladies. I am all for it. He is all for it. You're all for it. We're in. That is what we want. This is we need it to go to an international scale and away from the world of the football. So we've got and we've got it. We've got that as a double whammy from your man Tyler, right? He is he's in the world of music, musical entertainment, if you will. A sticksman, so he is. <laughs> he is indeed. And he's from and he's from the North American country of Canada. <laughs> We're going global, baby. And Megan Rapino likes it. I, I bet. I bet. But if you've got, got a any... hair teal and magenta. What's that? Megan, Megan Rapino. She's done a hair all teal and magenta. She has. Yeah, we shared it. Yeah, yeah. Massive fan of that. She is. She is. She is in. I said to her, I rung her up the other day. I was like, Megsy, baby, right? Are you going to do this half and half with your hair on teal and magenta? And then she was like, Dan, for you, mate, anything. <laughs> Yes. And the next goal, the next goal she scores for the United States women's national team, it's, it's gonna, it's, she's gonna watch it. There's, there's gonna be a big surprise, and it's to do with Taylor Magenta. But you've got to keep your eyes peeled for it. <laughs> she's wearing it underneath. So when she pulls her jersey over her head, it unveils the classic '96, '97 St. Johnson away shirt. That'd be nice. Formed into an underarm. <laughs> oh, dreamy, dreamy. Wait, hold, hold on. I've just rambled a load of shite there. Teal and magenta underarms. Because you know you have to have it like a matching colour. Yeah. So I'm trying, I think he wears an underarm in the Saints team. Chiffchi. McCart. <laughs> He's not going to... Well, that's going to be no use to him, but that's, they're not going to be any use next season, are they? <laughs> no, no. It's best to, to, to keep an eye on this season squad. But last week on uh, Kits and Pieces, we covered the classic home shirt for, by BLK a couple of weeks ago. We posted it online and a lot of people agreed that it just had a lot of a very, very busy, busy kit with the, the tartan down the side, the turquoise, the canoe hill on the back. It was just a bit busy. But again, somebody pointed out, I can't remember who it was, so my, their name escapes me, so forgive me. And um, they said, because it was that horrible, it will be a future classic. And I think I might have to agree. Yeah, it split opinion. It really did. It was a proper opinion divider. So I don't know. I mean, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? It is indeed. I, I think you're beautiful, Dan. Oh, cheers, mate. Me too. Good. And on that on, on that bombshell, if you've got any St. Johnson kits you would like us to cover, please get in touch with us. But I think it's time to get on a guest, Dan. You know what, Sam? I think that sounds a good idea, mate. It is. Let's break this whole shenanigans. It's a bit, it's a bit arse for elbow this week, but why not? It's their podcast. We can do what we want. That's a popular phrase. <laughs> It's back in <laughs> Uh So we are going to speak to Bev. So the context of this is... <laughs> you right? Yeah, yeah, fine. Good, good. So the context was we recorded this interview at our workshop at Perth Theatre. So you will hear a bit of 
lot of some people in the background and me and Dan shared a microphone, so it's the first time he'll ever be in crystal clear high definition, which is a rare treat. Um, so we talk about the, the, the Come On You Saints show, which is going to be at Perth Theatre. We're actually going to release another podcast this week uh, promoting that. So th- this was our chat with Bev from that night. So we focus a lot on the 2014 Cup Final, which the event, which the show, I should say, sorry, is is about. So we pick this up uh, at the start where we get Bev and we've kind of ambushed her out of nowhere, got her up on the stage. So she's a wee bit nervy. And it was only 10 minutes or so, but we've been desperate to get her on for a while, Dan. Oh, we have, like, pretty much since we started this. Yeah. She did say she's the quietest person she knows, but she was great. And it was a great chat. And here it is. We'll, we'll, we'll let you pick up from when, she, when she, she took the stage with us. Here she is. So we're now joined by St. Johnston. Do you want to give your title, uh, Supporter Liaison Officer for the club? Is that correct? Now, what is your involvement with the show, Bev? My involvement in the show, I've been working with Katie, um, trying to get word out there about things. I've been at all the little workshops we've held as well, and apparently I'm going to win an Oscar now. Um, Deservedly so. Yeah, so I've got my acceptance speech ready (laughs) for next year. Um, yeah, and I'm working with the marketing team as well, just trying to get word out there about the show and try and get as many people, Saints fans and non-Saints fans as possible to the show. Because knowing your role, you've got a lot of spare time to be doing all these things. <laughs> <laughs> which, which role? Which role? <laughs> your job, let's touch on your, your role with St. Johnston. What is your day-to-day? Right, I've got three, basically three different hats. I'm disabled access officer, supporter yeah. liaison officer and ticket office supervisor. Okay. So my day is made up of various different elements and I was in charge of retail until <laughs> August there, but they kind of decided that having two 10,000 crowds against Galatasaray and Laskers maybe had a wee bit of a full plate. Yes. So they had to take something off. Good. Well, touch on ticketing. I know with us, when we get a message saying, where's the podcast? It should have been on at 6pm. It's now 7. Where is it? And we're working our backsides off to try and to try and provide for some. Do, we do all loads of stuff behind the scenes and that, as you do as well. Obviously, it's 10,000 tickets and the turnaround you had to do was so short. How thick is your skin? It's grown. Yeah. <laughs> it's grown very thick. I think for the most part, uh, the, the St. Johnson supporting public are very forgiving and understanding. And I think last summer was a stress like I've never known. Mm-hmm. I've been working for the club for 10 years. Um, but it was very exciting as well. And the rewards far outweigh any negatives. Um, Computer systems, ticketing systems, there's glitches. I think, uh, was it the Galatasaray ones we'd said we would have? We were working till midnight that night, yep. the night before. We had to wait for the council to give authorisation that we were allowed supporters in, or how many supporters we were allowed Remember in. we got the notification that was allowed during our friendly. Yeah, Remember it was, it was yeah. the Monday afternoon. Uh, so we were working till it was half past midnight, myself and Gemma left. And we were back in at 8 o'clock to try and get the tickets on sale for 10 o'clock. And when they weren't, Bang on 10 o'clock, the phone starts ringing and the emails start coming in. Why are they not on sale? I think it was 21 minutes past by the time we got there. Because we had to do some testing first. Yeah, well. obviously. But yeah, but you no, can't take it to heart. And the majority of folk you deal with are good, but you always get the yeah. odd, odd data. Did somebody not phone up and complain that like the heart, like a, was it a Hearts fan? Because they were supposed to be selling tickets. They were phoning up you for a ticket. I remember reading that. Was this pretty, something I put tweets out? Yeah. It wasn't Hearts. Oh, was it not? No. It was another club, but somebody, basically a, the backstory was somebody had phoned the club looking for an away ticket. Yes. And you told them their club was dealing with it. Yes. And they called you lots of nasty names. Yes, yes. They were most unpleasant to me and I, I slept on it. 
I slept on it. I'm a great believer in something negative happens. Have a good, you know, sleep on it overnight. And if you still feel badly about it in the morning, then maybe it's time to see. But don't act in the heat of the moment. But so the next morning... The opposite of Will Smith. Yes. So the next morning, I put those tweets out and uh, <laughs> I got a lot of support from other ticket offices around yeah. the country. That's got to be a nice thing that you're all in the same boat. But I think, as we say, the it's majority the ticket of... ticket office alliance. That is yes. it. Yeah. yeah, you're all part of the same group. Um, that is it. So we'll touch on your memories of 2014, which is going to be a big part of the show. What how what was your day involved? My day involved running 22 buses from the club. Of course it did. 10 airways. Only 22. Booked, booked into three different venues um, and 12 late. And I was wearing the early ones, obviously. So um, my Fear and nerves kick in when I know the, the late buses are about to leave. Have they turned up? Have any of them broken down? Are all my bus conveners there, etc., etc.? Well, there was a little panic that day, I remember. But um, one of the things, one of the rituals I have for big games is I like to go from the venue I'm at to the match on my own. And um, my dad is the reason I support St Johnson. He'd given me my Saint scarf bought from the Saints Aid shop mm -hmm. in uh, North Mevin Street when I was eight years old. And uh, he passed away when I was 12. So I've still got that same scarf to this day and I'm 50 this year. So, but that day, um, I took... 40. My, <laughs> I took, 40 plus 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took the scarf out of retirement because I, I have a fear that I'm going to lose this scarf and it's so great sentimental value to me so um it, it came out of retirement that day um I stood at my seat for the the warm-up went to the game on my own uh, and stood there got a bit emotional holding on to my dad's scarf and uh, we won so the scarf then got put in a drawer beside one that my sons have bought me for Christmas when they were little as well so the two of them sit together in a, in a drawer together brilliant um, yeah and that night I, I don't drink, so I was ferrying everybody about everywhere. The dogger had the best poster I have ever seen. It had been up in the dogger from the week before. Please note, the bingo planned for the 17th of May 2014 will now be cancelled due to another event that will be taking place. Do you know that? There's a story about this. The Absolutely woman, the, the best poster ever. The secretary at the time refused to cancel the bingo on the Saturday night in the club. She went... But it's bingo night. Every Saturday went, there's 17 people that go to the bingo night. That is it. 17 old women through the mm -hmm. back. Sorry if you go to bingo, you're, you're younger. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> it was a big hoo-ha. Basically, the president had to, he was like, well, she makes the decisions. The I'll poster's great. Afterwards. I know, but Absolutely we brilliant. could not believe that they weren't going to cancel the bingo. They did, they basically, because of the, and there was 400 on there. The last person I remember, I left the dogger after the game, and Jim Weir was on a table with his top off with a, like a tinfoil cup with a scarf with a scarf around his head and I'm like, yep, time to go home now, I think. <laughs> I've seen enough. <laughs> but um, I, I drove around Perth that night. I dropped Tommy Watt home. Okay. Because he did enough at the dogger. That was, was young Tommy. Tommy. That was young Tommy. <laughs> yeah, junior. And uh, I drove around Perth. I saw people standing on the bus stop outside the Sandman with a traffic cone using it as a vuvuzela. <laughs> and um, I drove down by the ice factory. I drove home, parked my car, Walked up to McDermott Park to get my son's car down because there was no way I was sleeping. Went home, watched the game again. Uh, my sons arrived home about three or four in the morning and we watched the game again. But it was with another half dozen teenagers as well that they'd brought home with them. And 
they all crashed, went to bed. I woke up and I had limbs everywhere all over each of the beds. <laughs> and then the next day, on the Sunday, we started watching it again. Of course, that was the day of the parade in the town. And we had the Player of the Year event at night. It was just carnage the whole day. Aye, just, just carnage. I remember speaking to Chris Miller on the podcast, oh, and he said he didn't go to bed he was until in sober Tuesday. For two days, yeah, yeah, he was still in a suit. He said, yeah. like, just him and his brother and his wife just all woke up in the same bed. I thought, what kind of story is this you're telling me? But like, <laughs> but they were all still like just crashed out just wherever they were. But that's the thing about that first cup final in 2014. I've watched that more often than I have the 2021. I think because we were there mm-hmm. first and foremost, and two, like the stink like atmosphere at, um, last yeah. season as well. And I think that's the reason why 2020, uh, 2014 was so, and it was the first. We spoke to Jeff Brown on the podcast. He said the first one's always the best. Mm-hmm. And I think because it was such a... I've said this though. I've said I actually last season, weirdly, preferred the League Cup, the Scottish Cup. Why is that? I think it was because it was quite sort of, I don't know, I loved them both. I, I just for some reason, Lee Cutwin stands out more in terms of something I enjoyed. Maybe it's because I didn't get quite as paralytic junk by the end of it. But did you you carried me home after that? I did carry you home after the cup final. Thanks, after man. The Scottish cup final. What, Cheers, what a guy. Um, but no, it was. I don't know. I, I can't explain why. I think I just felt a bit more. But yeah, I think the, I felt a bit more choked after the league cup, and I don't. I can't explain it. But yeah, as we say, the 2014 one, we had the parade, and we could all go down there. After this one, it was. Right, back and back to normal. Same as the League Cup, all the guys were back in training the next day. So um, I know the 2014 on the parade as well. I had to drive to London after the parade. I was in RAF at the time, so I drove up on the Friday uh, afternoon, got into Perth at 10pm, did hi to Lynn, (laughs) my wife, went to bed, woke up at 8 and then that was her. I didn't see her again until about three weeks later. So it was pretty grim. But yeah, I had to drive home um, on the on the Sunday to London. Eight hours didn't stop either. Straight oh, straight oh, hour oh, drive. Oh, Two litre iron brew bottle in the passenger seat was fine. <laughs> but anyway, and on, and on that note, Bev, we cannot wait to see the show and your involvement in it and keep spreading the word. We all do our best to do it as well. But thank, thank you, Bev. You can go. That thank was you. easy, wasn't it? Thank you. Oh, Bev's lovely. She was really nervous. She was. I don't really... Well, no, I do get why, because it can be quite nerve-wracking doing this if it's something you're not used to, but she was great. She had no, absolutely no reason to be. Yeah, not at all. And we were actually, we were going to save the interview for our special uh, on our Come On You Saints thing, but we had a bit of an issue with guests this week, Dan. Oh boy, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> yeah, let, let's, let's go to this one. So originally we were supposed to have... Um, Burnley-born Australian striker Daniel McBreen on, which it was all agreed, the time was all set, and he was due to come on, and he was great, and he was chatty, and we're like, this will be great. He scored the goal, the duck waddle, we'll talk all about, all that good stuff with him. So he sent me a time, because he's in Australia now as a youth coach at Newcastle Jets, and so he sent me a message saying, right, I can, I'm free for half an hour, because he said, I'm totally pumped, I'm totally under at the moment, but I can free up half an hour at 2 p.m., a show in Eastern Standard Time. I went, right, that's fine. So I said, that's fine. So then I went onto Google and Google it. What is that time in the UK and GMT? Like, and it was 2 p- uh, 4 a.m. And I'm like, wow, this will be an early one. Text Danny went, ah, fuck it, it'll be a good laugh. So we both set our watches for 3.55 a.m. We sit down at the computer. We ended up talking for a wee while. 4 a.m. comes and goes. Five past, 10 past. We were talking about... Um, what you could sell in a camping shop and a sex shop, that like ridiculous chat at 4 a.m. in the morning. Yes. Things to do with pegging was <laughs> our conclusion. There's some, there some pegging discussions on that. Um, half four, no sign. So we think, 
ah, right, let's call it a bed. Let's go back to bed. So we go back to bed and I get, I wake up at six and get a message saying, where are you? He logged, he tried to log in and we weren't there. I'm like, that's weird. I went, I sent him a message saying, sorry, we, we stayed until half four, uh, half two your time, but you weren't there. He went, but it wasn't half two yet. That's when the ball dropped. Dan. Now, I'm going to take it all from here. So I said to Sam, I says, mate, I was like, you do know that Australia has quite a few time zones. Just to rule it out. Just to rule it out. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, look, it says Australian East, Eastern Standard Time. So I was like, right. So I'm, trying, I'm racking my brains. I'm like, I don't know what's gone wrong here. And then I did a quick Google <laughs> of just Australian Eastern Standard Time. Now, and this was about, as you say, about six-ish. So I was like, Something's gone badly wrong here. And as I'm doing that, you sent me a screen grab of what you looked at. Because you actually went back to sleep. I didn't. If You sent me a screen grab. It said Greenwich Mean Time to Australian Eastern Standard Time. It's like, Sam, we're in British summertime, mate. And your response was, fuck Australia. <laughs> I Right. My timekeeping, no going back to my tipping point escapades where I said there was 15 minutes and three quarters of an hour, probably wasn't, I wasn't the guy to be putting in charge of timekeeping. I didn't know, see when the clocks went forward an hour, I thought that was everywhere in the world. I didn't know that was just a British thing. I genuinely, at the age of 38 year old, I didn't know that was just a British thing. And we, we went for, I thought it was always GMT. I didn't know it changed to a thing called BSC. I thought British summertime was a Hyde Park festival in London. Genuinely to God. So, so when, so instead of interviewing Daniel McBreen at 5am, which is a more, a better time to be fair. Would have been fine. So it turned out to be 4am and we didn't get an interview at all. So, but we explained it to him. We had a jolly good laugh about it and we'll get him on in a couple of weeks. Yeah. In all fairness, it was pretty funny. And um, yeah, uh, thankfully Daniel took it in the, uh, one Daniel did, another Daniel Less so. Daniel McBreen took it in fairly good spirits. Daniel Williams called you a tosser. <laughs> but um, we we move. We go again. We go again. Um, so we tried to move on the week with our, our second choice of the week, who unfortunately is under the weather at the moment, shall we say, as his wife got in touch to say that he's he's not feeling great at the moment. But well, we'll contact him in a few weeks as well. So we, we've came, we've came a bit of a cropper, I guess, this week, but we are delighted to have got Bev and it's she's a, she's brilliant for what she does with the club. That's worked out for the best. But, but well done, Bev. Thanks for coming on eventually. Underrated and underappreciated, but not by the fans. We think you're brilliant. Right, let's move on to something a bit tasty, Dan. Oh, it is very, very tasty. So the head of recruitment, Stevie Grieve, who, who I know, who's a good guy, um, left his role this week with the club. But there's a statement appeared on an internet forum, which I've had confirmed is possibly true. It might not be. Nobody knows. But I'm going to go through a paragraph, but basically about the recruitment process at St. Johnson, Steve Greaves' um, contribution to it. Now, we'll do it paragraph by paragraph, and I'll, I just want you to kind of dissect it as we go, Dan. So we'll start off at the top. Dan Cleary was already spoken about as an option in August, as it was clear care was off that month. The decision to go for Dendonker was made because Davey Weir told the manager Dendonker could easily step in and would be free at the end of the season. Davison went for that option because Davey Weir had played senior games as a centre-back and Stevie Greve hadn't. There was a list of alternatives to Cleary that included Mann, completely ignored, get Dendonker in. So when we're saying that 
like there wasn't a backup plan. It looked like there may have been one, but they've, they've gone with the opinion of Davy Weir and Dundonker did not work out. No, it didn't. I don't think that was necessarily Dundonker's fault. He was just a little wet behind the ears. Um, I think also what you've probably got to say is when presented with the options of two boys that would cost money that were contracted by another club and someone that would have that was well would have been alone with a possible free sign at the end of it. The people that run our club are generally going to go for the go for the latter, aren't they? Because I mean, it's perfectly fine to seek advice from elsewhere. And Davy Weir, don't get me wrong, that's a, probably a pretty good place to seek advice on centre halves from. Um, a fabulous player, but undermines him a little bit right from the get go. It is, but we'll move on. Dundonker came in, didn't work out. We did get Cleary eventually in January. So the next part is Cammy Devlin was suggested to the club before last season ended for under a hundred thousand. Davidson declined because he didn't believe we needed another centre midfielder. A list of mm-hmm. e- a list of EFL options were drawn up to replace McCann the week before the window ended with deals provisionally agreed with some clubs. The manager picked Cammy McPherson because he always liked him and thought he could mould him. Right. I mean, the idea we didn't need another central midfielder. Get it, because there was a lot of central midfielders at the club. And as the season's progressed, yeah, we definitely did do, because we went out and bought two in January, well, one in December and then one in January. And Bryson's ended up hobbling through the season injured. Murray and Liam, I mean, Murray's form's been very good, but, you know, they're probably close to the end and the hour to start. Yeah, um, it was an aging midfield with Craig, who now seems to be doing 100% coaching now. Bryson's been out the yeah. season injured. Murray Davidson's probably during injury in the next couple of weeks, if you imagine. So I think there's a total misreading there as well of Cammy Mack's role because whenever I've seen Cammy McPherson play well, which has been a lot sort of after he came back, after he signed permanently, um, it's been in a more advanced position rather than sitting deep like McCann used to do. I mean McCann used to do everything, but or maybe the role that Cammy Devlin would have played. So yeah, I think there's a little bit of a misreading there, but we move on. We move on, yeah. So Anthony Evans, 23-year-old with eight goals and eight assists in the English Football League 2 this season, was in talks to sign for free in the summer. Davidson rejected him as he wanted proven quality in Ali Crawford. Well, move on. Uh, Niskanen was suggested to the club before he signed for Dundee United. Davidson rejected it as he didn't think we needed wingers. Um, I mean, there's, all, there's, a, there's a caveat there that if Dundee United were really interested, they would have offered more in wages anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Niskanen's actually a player that I really like, but don't need wingers. Right, again, hindsight season 2020, but I mean, obviously no one could, could have saw Spoonie getting injured and missing the season. Um, it's not just about what you need or whatever. If you get someone sort of good who can improve you becoming available, yeah. Well, it just shows you that Solomon Ottobar thought so little of saying that he'd prefer to play football in Ukraine. I forgot about this. <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, well, then, again, I, again, I know it's you got to factor in Spoonie's injury and all that, but, like, we signed we signed Solomon Ottobar in, like, December or November, whatever it was, on a short-term contract. He, he was an out-and-out winger. But anyway, we'll move on. Jamie Walker was close to signing in January. The manager delayed the deal because Graham Corey's agent told him he wanted to return to Scotland for family reasons, and Davison thought he's a better central option. We lost out on both as Walker refused to wait and Carey changed his mind. That's kind of the way a lot of transfers have gone recently. Is a lot yeah, of I'm not... Um, yeah, again, I'm not probably all that willing to to pin anyone for that. Jamie Walker's a decent player, though. Uh, but we'll move He's on. a good player. This is probably what we'll get to in a minute. 
this is this is a this is one that's quite interesting. This one, Davidson wanted a centre midfield in January beside Hallberg. Jay Chapman identified who signed for Dundee. So Davidson changed his mind. Davidson changed his mind again. So Chapman approached. Davidson changed his mind. So deal stalled. Davidson changed his mind again, but by that point he'd signed for Dundee. Davidson moaned about not getting a centre midfielder. EPL youth approached on loan. Davidson changed his mind, so nothing happened. Davidson now moaning about lack of energy in centre midfield. Yeah, that one speaks for itself, really. Uh, the next bit is my favourite point in this. The manager has made Butterfield and Chifty two of the highest earners at the club. Both were vetoed by the head of recruitment, but Davidson got his way because as every deal since he took charge, he gets a final say. Yeah, going to come back to that at the end. Davidson's last plans for the summer that I was aware of was trying to push this club to spend £250,000 to get Glenn Middleton permanently. He wanted to spend 100000 on Marco Hara in January before changing his mind and wanting to wait on Holberg. Dodged a bullet I mean, there. Yes, there's a lot. There's a lot of figures being thrown around there, and again, you've got a. Yeah, you've. I can't see Saints spending two hundred and fifty k on anyone as much as I like Glenn Middle. And Glenn Middle has not been able to get a game recently. I know. I know. So two hundred and fifty thousand pounds would have been a big old chunk of change. It would be. Um, I mean, if it's there, which it should be, and he really likes Glenn Middle that much, then maybe. But I mean. I think what we should say is this is just something that's been posted on the public forum. Do you not believe everything you read on the internet, Dan? I read someone say my baffies were stupid, oh. so no. Not correct, no. But um, it's not scathing. It's it's just, it doesn't come as a surprise, but some of them, somebody obviously is close to Stevie has posted that, um, but a lot of mind changing to and fro. But uh, let's go through the, the, the main talking point there for me, which was uh, Butterfield and Chiffchi. Uh, points where they were pointed out as do not sign these guys and Callum has and I would say neither's worked out I think that would be fair I think there's probably been a little bit more value in Butterfield than than Chifchi um, Chifchi we knew was a gamble is what I would say we knew Chifchi was a gamble and it was probably I said at the time it's a gamble worth taking and I actually stand by that I mean as it's turned out zero goals in Ten appearances or so, maybe less, and Hendry coming back off loan or coming in on loan from Kilmarnock, as Celtic <laughs> TV said the other day, um, has been the sort of main catalyst for us not already being down. But yeah, I think that's it's not so much the players' sort of performance in that regard. I think it's, and as I said before, the undermining right at the start. I think it's um, looking at it. We know what Callum Davidson's like. I think we all have a rough idea that Callum Davidson is quite an old school, old school sort of manager. Control freak. Yeah, control freak. Wants to control <laughs> every single part of the, part of the club. Um, sort of that all-consuming manager it just doesn't really exist anymore. And he's, you know, that sort of Clough, Wenger, Ferguson at the earlier part in his career, maybe not so much towards the end, but that that gaffer, that all-consuming gaffer, and he's working in a in an environment now, which I think it's quite obvious Steve Brown is trying to to modernise somewhat. I mean, Saints managers have always had to do it. Like, Tommy had to do that, but because he didn't, like Lomas and Coyle and McInnes, that's because he had no, the structure of the club at the time, that was what it was. But now, well, working, you know, that old sort of style manager and chairman working alongside each other. Whereas now, Steve Brown's trying to modernise it. I think by his own admission to try and lessen the workload on himself. I think so, yeah. 
That's why I kind of like, well, like this. That's why I think Stevie came in the first place. But what I did notice about that is, which you always, there's always two sides to every story, and it's very kind of Davidson did this, Davidson did that, and but there was no mention of kind of Vertanen, Theo Bear, who I believe was part of the head of recruitment's kind of job, getting them to it. And but so whether it's very anti Callum instead of being pro Steve, I don't know. I don't know. It's it was just it was an interesting read. If all I found were it an true. interesting read. Yeah. I think, as with all these things, you don't have to take it with a pinch of salt because, as I said, we don't know where it's coming from. It's been posted on um, on a forum um, involving something to eat and something to drink. Pizza and lager. What a combination. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, Merlot and a fine selection of Scottish mussels. You wouldn't have red wine with seafood unless you are some sort of oaf. <laughs> it's, I thought red wine what's it see, what do you have red wine oh it's meat in it red meat meat yeah a nice platter of anti-pasty what do you have with rosé don't drink rosé <laughs> you'd probably I'd, I'd imagine it'd be one of them cocktail the cocktail sticks with the sausage <laughs> pickled onion and pineapple pe- yeah pineapple or there's always a third option there's always a fourth option eh? there was always three out of the four sausage was a given another one's yeah. always be cheese pickled onion or pineapple three out of them two out of them three Oh, I'm glad we've moved on in, in the world. Um, so, yeah, we. I think what... You know what? I think Callum's going to have to learn pretty quickly that unless he wants to stay at Saints forever, which I'm pretty convinced he doesn't, he's, he's going to have to learn pretty quickly about working with other people at a high level in the football club because he's probably going to have to learn that if he's going to survive at Saints for now, to be honest. Just a bit more trust. Yeah, he's got to have more trust. He's got to utilise the people around him. And the best managers do that. Of course the best managers. Pep Guardiola does that. Jurgen Klopp does that. Steve Bruce does that. You know. Fucking Steve Bruce. Give me that nonsense. No, no. Sorry, sorry. That was a joke. Neil Warnock does that. Now, we, <laughs> so you've got to learn to... He retired last week, the Colin Wanker. Oh, Neil Warnock. Oh, did he? Oh, was, he was he not at a Scottish game midweek or something? Yeah, he has a house in Dunedin. So what game was he at? It was the Friday night game. Was it Morton Killy or something like that? It must have been. It was Morton game, yeah. Yeah, it was Morton. We don't know. As we said at the start of the show, it could be fabrication. could all be nonsense. None of these guys could be linked to the club. Maybe it's all absolute fact. It's, it's, it mean, was an interesting was, read, though. It was an interesting read. I mean, we know there's enough people out there not connected with the club in sort of an operational sense, you know, probably connected with the club as supporters that, dislike Callum enough to, to do something like that. And we all know there's a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands on, on the internet. They'll do something stupid, like start a podcast. But... Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, it's... I think... I, I do think there's a... The one thing that makes me think there might be a little bit behind it is the fact that a lot of the stuff that's being said in that in that post sort of confirms a lot of stuff we already knew. Yeah, it does. none of it comes by surprise, really, does it? No... And, you know, Callum's going to have to learn pretty quickly if he's going to move on his career. And he will. And this is what I keep saying. All the mistakes we're seeing Callum Davidson make, and this is sort of the rub if you're a, if you're a team who appoints a rookie manager, right? Because you're going to get a manager who makes mistakes. And don't get he's been a coach and assistant manager for that long. He's going to have built up enough ideas and he's got quite headstrong in them that as soon as he got his chance, he was going to be really pretty stubborn about them all. What we're seeing is he's going to make mistakes. Hopefully, and I'm sure he will because he's a clever lad, he's going to learn from them. 
So that's like the downside. The plus side is you appoint a rookie manager who happens to have a bit of talent, which he undoubtedly does. People are doubting this, but I, so that's the balance. That's sort of swings and roundabouts and the rub of it all. Yeah, you just have to hope that the mistakes aren't too costly and you end up getting relegated. That's it. There, there is five more games to go, starting off the game of Dundee and then St. Marin, but we will cover that, as I say, at a later in the podcast. But do you know what we missed last week, Dan, in the podcast? And I missed it with all my heart. Dog is on tour. <laughs> no alphabet there, actually. I think you'll find. <laughs> we need to bring that back. We saw that very abruptly. We really need to get through that. This season's been massive. This is our 30th episode of the season. Well, I'm going to a month off. Yeah, which is incredible considering our first, we finished season on episode, I think, 20, I think, maybe was the last episode of the first season. But anyway, it was 20. Yeah, it was yeah. 20. So no, technically we're on episode, what, 33 of the season. So uh, we do need to bring that back. But how about this one? Oh, a nice winter wonderland theme as we approach British summertime. BST, that is a time zone in the UK, don't you know, Darren? <laughs> it is a global time zone. It's BST. Who knew? But we've got a Georgia boy on I the road. I bloody did. You didn't. No, I didn't know. As, as, as I've told you before, I, my timekeeping and my time knowledge is absolutely disastrous. I'm going to Toronto and New York in July. And I'm going to have to work out flights and times and when I'm arriving. And it's just going to, I'm going to book a car at the airport. And I guarantee it's going to be there seven hours early because I'll just make an absolute horlicks of the whole thing. But it's going to be like, what's it? It's going to be like um, Tom Alone 2. One and all all miles. Do you know what I've seen? Um, I've seen uh, like weird fan theories that um, Saw is the sequel to Home Alone 2, where Jigsaw is actually Kevin McAllister and he, he just turns up so he's psycho with all the traps and stuff. It was so bizarre. Like, but, <laughs> but the theory, the way it was written out was brilliant. Like he said he just got more elaborate with the traps and things like that and started killing people. So Kevin, uh, Kevin McAllister is actually Jigsaw. Moving on. George O'Boyle and the Royal. <laughs> That's getting edited out. Uh, yeah, George O'Boyle and the Royal. This is our feature. Where have you seen St. Johnson players and what have they been doing? We have seen Jim Weir in every single situation known to man. Yeah. he's. I am waiting on us finding Jim Weir sort of holding talks for world peace. I'd love that. But you actually appeared... In fact, I'm gonna, I've wasted that. That could have been an example. You keep that and you use that. We actually, Jim Weir's already popped up in the story as uh, during our chat with Bev, if you remember correctly, where we spotted him in the dogger afterwards on a table with a, a tinfoil cup with a scarf around his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jim Weir pops up everywhere. Uh, and also there was a live... Uh, George O'Boy on the Royal last week. I spotted Liam Craig and Stephen McLean going in to get a coffee at the Costas at Broxton. Oh, yeah. That was that was nice. I, oh. I had my Miller Watt van, so, but I don't think they would recognise it. No, I mean, how they wouldn't have noticed the world-famous Miller Watt, I do not know. But for all your, me, I'm just surprised Liam Gordon wasn't there with him. I know, he loves a coffee, that boy, doesn't he? Absolutely loves a coffee. But we have seen somebody, and it's not even in this country, technically. I mean, there's a whole can of worms there. But... <laughs> I'm going down the Derry, London Derry route here, and I really don't want to be going down here. Oh, oh Derry Girls is back tomorrow. I like Derry Girls, but uh, apparently Claire's not in it an awful lot because she's doing Bridgerton, so she only features in like two episodes, apparently, which is a bit shit. Ah, oh, shit, she's the best one. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Please, for the love of God, let's move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Who have we seen? What have they been doing? Who sent it in? Right. I've got it. I've got it here. And we have got this in for a listener of ours, a very nice lad. Right, so it's Kyle Lamon. So Kyle's got hold of us to say, hi guys, I've not tuned into an episode in a while. Well, that was a very nice George O'Boyle in the Royal. <laughs> Bend. 
<laughs> no. But he says, if you still do a segment where you mention fans meeting players, we do. It's this very segment, my pal. Every week, mate. Since week one. Bar last week. Yeah, we did do, we did do it last <laughs> week. I met Callum Hendry down at Wembley after the Scotland-England game. And he goes on to say, Callum's been on superb form. He really has, I've got to be honest. Um, and Kyle sent, even sent a picture. He's looking very dapper. He's got his retro Scotland top on and a and a kilt. Um, and Callum looking very happy. Actually, and that is outside Wembley. Actually, I always forget this because I always just assume Callum Hendry's Scottish. He's not. He's literally from the exact same place as me. Love him, isn't it? Well, yeah, I'm not from Liverpool. He's from Blackpool. But he is, I think Callum Davison has got, Callum Davison, sorry, Callum Henry has got the best teeth in, in Scottish football. Yeah, they are a good set of pearlies, aren't they? Unbelievable. But yeah, I'd imagine he wouldn't have paid for his ticket. I think Braveheart's probably got a ticket for life, you'd imagine. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to imagine so. Um, but I was also that trip. I presume that was the one uh, during the Euros where I went down. Did you know we sat in a pub uh, in Tottenham, Tottenham Court Road, I think? Can't Tottenham the... Court Road, yeah. So from the pub window, we could see two Pret-a-Mangers. So I had a bet with the guy I was with. How many do you think are in, within one mile of where we were sat? And I googled it. How many do you reckon within one mile of that pub I was in? How many Pret-a-Mangers do you think there was? Tottenham Court Road's the one that runs right through it. Um, well, right for a certain part of it, London's massive, too big, too big, right? So, you've seen two from the window within a mile 27, 48, 48 Pretamonjis within one mile what? of the pub I was in. That is absolutely ridiculous. I thought I was going OTT saying 27, well, the, 48. The, all the bet was had to be over 10 because <laughs> Lee Jackson went under 10, and I said it'll be over 10, 48. He just gave up after like when I was like 24, 25, 20. I was. <laughs> I don't even... I'm no fuss for a pret a manger pret a manga. pret a manga. Um, Yeah, I mean, they do nice coffee. I'll give it that, but I don't mind the sandwiches and stuff, but it's bloody dear for what it is. Yeah. I, do you know what? The best coffee, takeaway coffee... Oh, it's not the best. It's my preference is McDonald's takeaway coffee. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Really good. And it's Ooh. even better if you've kind of left it for maybe 10, 15 minutes till it's... Not at a temperature that's going like, to burn your face off. Yeah, there is, there is scalding issues with it. But... Did you ever read the, see the thing in America where the woman like poured coffee down herself, burnt herself, and like she sued McDonald's because they didn't say on the coffee on the cup, caution hot or anything like that. So she was the reason yeah. it says caution hot. And she got the payout. And then she did it again two years later. And then she claimed again because they didn't say how hot. And they paid out. So it now says caution very hot, America. Unbelievable. America, bitches. <laughs> wow. Incredible. But that was our Giorgio boy on the Royal. Please get them into us. Where have you seen St. Johnson players? What have they been doing? Callum Henry was at the Scotland-England game. Do you think he sports England or Scotland? It's got to be... I, I don't know. I reckon he'll sport Scotland. His dad was Scotland captain. Absolute legend. And his agent as well. Sorry? That's his agent as well. Yeah. Collins, Collins' his agent, yeah. You see, see him at all the Saints games, but... Never kind of wanted to go. He played with my uncle at, um, at Blackburn Rovers. My, yeah. My uncle Ian, yeah. But um, he looks like a bloody lovely guy, Colin. But, um, and Callum seems Follows like a nice guy. Twitter. Yeah, nice guy, yeah. But, uh, oh, I've applied for Qatar tickets. Have you? Yeah, I've applied for Scotland tickets, Scotland, England, and Qatar. And also the day before, I think it was Cameroon v. Ghana. No, it wasn't Cameroon v. Ghana. It was South Korea versus Ghana. Because what else is there to do in the middle of the 
desert. True enough. I'm can be waiting can't drink you. or anything. So. No, I'll be waiting for Euro 2024 when it's in Germany. That'll be nice. What a treat. Yeah. Big fan of that. But anyway, that was Georgia Bell Royal. Like I said, if, if you've seen a St. Johnson player doing something, let us know. But if you need something to jog your memory or an example of such an event, there's one man that I know that can give you said example. And by the looks of his rolling eyes, he's trying to think of something on the spot because we weren't going to do a Georgia Wild and Royal. So he usually pre-plans this. But over to you, Dan. Living up big time with your own pals. With the old good time gang, Sam and Dan. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Just to get the juices flowing, just to whet the appetite, just to get you fantasizing and tantalizing about where you've seen these cities. And I've got to tell you, I've been thinking about it a lot. It's been a while. It's been a while and I've been thinking. I've been thinking real deep, real deep about where you might have seen these cities. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples just to get the juices flowing because I know this is out there. I think this is out there. And boy, oh boy, it's got to be out there. Have you seen it? You come and let the boys know. And I'm going to tell you, let us know in a minute. But have you ever seen former St. Johnston captain Jim Weir having a bloody <laughs> heated argument of at the... At the customer service desk in B&M Bargains over a pair of substandard quality Goodman's Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> There's, do you know what? I had a pair, but they were all right. Yeah, I've got a pair, they're all right. But the 12 that, I've just seen them and that's why I've gone with it. <laughs> okay, got you. So Jim, but in the end, he wins it out. There's no, there's no payout. There's a, and there's a big hug at the end, and Jim gets a shiny new pair of headphones. Little does the person behind the customer service desk know. Jim says he got them a week ago, but the sneaky bugger, he got them three weeks ago. He spawned them right up. But that might not be enough examples for you. I'm going to give you another example, and I've got, I've got to know. And you, if you've seen this, you come and let us know. Have you ever seen? Former St. Johnston captain, Jim Weir, leading <laughs> talks for world peace. I think it's happening. I think he's behind the whole operation and he's going to get it sorted out. He's going he's gonna to get us living in peace and harmony once more. So have you seen, have you seen this or any, anything? It could have been anything. You know, any example you can think of, you come and let us know. You come and let the boys know, and I've got to tell you how to let us know. I need to tell you, make it to tell you. I'm yearning to tell you how to let us know. All the usual social streams. Douglas Saints on Instagram. Douglas Saints on Twitter. DouglasSaints.com, the contact section. And the old facey B. Stop selling DIY gastric bands. And you come and <laughs> let the boys know. <laughs> I've seen I really that. wish that was. Oh, yeah, that's based on fact. I saw that. Gastric band effect. How can you do it? homemade gastric? Sorry, sorry to, but yeah, ridiculous. No, no, please, please, because these are relevant questions. How? And normally, I'd say if the person who's doing this is listening, to not take offence because it's light-hearted. Please, <laughs> I mean, don't you don't take offence, but you know, stop doing it. Yeah, please stop selling homemade gastric band kits on the internet. That'd be great. It did come up on Facebook, and you sent me it along with a bottle of Panda Pop. Princess Diana Memorial flavor, whether that was real or not, <laughs> I, I don't know. But that, that should feature in the club shop of shame. But right, sorry, we'll wrap this up. Go. I'm I'm trying to work out whether the Princess Diana Panda Pop was an, an actual thing or a very very good Photoshop. <laughs> it was amazing, anyway. But either way, right? Either way, it's been happening. It's all happening. Jim Weir in B and M's. Jim Weir. Um, Striving for world peace. 
Princess Diana Memorial Panda Pops. It's all got off and you come and let the boys know. Ooh, get there! What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What what's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Shame. The club shop of shame. The club shop of shame jingle written by the same man that wrote the Latvian Univision Song Contest song about five years ago. Sometimes need to acknowledge how lucky we are to have a musical genius sort of playing a part in our show. How did that song get on in Eurovision? Jace will have to confirm this. I actually don't know whether it got to Eurovision. Didn't make it past the semis. Yeah, I think it was that. I think they got well, to... Well, I've yeah, had a glass of wine and two bottles of beer. They all get past the semi. Hey. What terrible football club items have you seen out there? They're out there. And last week we covered Celtic and their honking bright green microwave. Rank rotten. Oh, it was bad. And that, that, I don't think the matching toaster helped matters, to be perfectly honest with you. But... Or the kettle. I like the toaster description, considering the fact it created crispy goodness. Yeah, that was pretty good. I also like the fact the toaster was four slices. I only got a two-slice toaster, and I often feel that's not enough toast. Do you know the problem with my four-slice toaster? Go on. Right, so if you put things in trap one and two, it doesn't go down. You have to put them in traps three and four, and it goes down. And if you then put them in one and two, it goes down. So it's an absolute disaster. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on there. So say say three and four are fine, you take them out, but you want to give one and two a little bit more, you can't. You're going to have to then transfer them from traps one and trap two to trap three and trap four, because they're the only two that go down independently. It's an absolute disaster, yeah. and the people at DeLonghi... No, that's a lot of hassle. The, pe- hassle the people at DeLonghi are going to get a strongly worded letter about the, the movement of uh, bread from, from traps one and two to three and four. But anyway, anyway, we covered microwaves to the death last week and buttons and all sorts. And how do you open your microwave? <laughs> Listen back to all that exciting chat in episode 52, gang. So, but this week, for the third time, we have covered the old farm. Usually we cover Celtic, then Rangers. We've done that a couple of times. And this week is absolutely no difference. But they're having a party and they can cry if they want to. Their fans are going to cry when they see what they're selling for the 150th anniversary this week, Dan. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> oh, it's not very good. And I mean, it's not often I feel sorry for Rangers fans. And today will be no exception. I wear underwear. Thank God for that. I am winning underwear. That's all I'm winning. <laughs> we have already seen it. We have, I am all too aware that you are wearing underwear. Do you know what underwear I am wearing? Do you know that? Have you ever seen it advertised on Facebook? Do you know the step one where they see kind of guys with running the, ones? No, they're kind of anti chafe. Yeah, yeah. They're the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear. It's got a, like a bit of pouch for your, for your, for your ghoulies. <laughs> That's a word I've not used in a long time. Um, and, and it's got like a bamboo bit in the inside for, for anti-chafing and inside and an anti-roll thing. They're very, very comfortable. I've got about eight pairs of them. These ones are in a yellow, purple and blue camouflage design called Step One. You, you might see them advertising Facebook. A lot of bigger guys wear them, but I just find them very, very comfortable. And there we go. Step one, club shop of shame. If you've ever seen... Sorry. Jim Weir. Jim Weir, where is step one? Like, right. <laughs> Ivan, Ivan, please don't um, message us about that. It's already um, funny. Right, club shop of shame. Rangers, right, we, underwear. Rangers, That's what we're up right, to so, so far. I, I wear underwear. You wear underwear, I as do. we've just heard in far too great detail. <laughs> I'm sure Rangers fans out there might wear underwear. They might get them under, under crack. Sam, do you have like good undercrackers and, and dressing up undercrackers? I did. Not good on the crackers, like your day-to-day on the crackers and then the dressy up ones. I've got work pants 
Not pants. Is, the only is, person I know wears pants is my dad still, which is, oh. <laughs> which, is <laughs> which is incredible. He loves that. He loves a brief. I've never seen him in boxers. Genuinely, I've never seen him a guy in boxers. <laughs> only in briefs. Pair of pants. Uh, am I the only person that does this? Because I have like I don't say wear pants. Yeah, you got, you've got like crack. nice designer going out pants. Yeah. I'm married now. I really don't care if anyone who sees my pants. Fair. Right. So. <laughs> Right, basically, <laughs> you are a Rangers fan, <laughs> and you wear undercrackers, and you like celebrating 150th anniversaries, <laughs> which is what Rangers are doing this year. And I'm not going to go down the road of some people that have said, um, oh, why do what's it? Oh, why do well, they're only 10 years old? <laughs> but that's mainly Celtic fans, and I am not picking a dog in that fight. No, I, I really don't care either way. I, 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 I've I got no care. interest in either Rangers or Celtic. Let them celebrate whatever anniversary they want. But so 150th you anniversary. If it was a 300th anniversary, that they actually predated football, I wouldn't care. No, not at all. Because they clearly don't care about anybody with this product. No, they do not. <laughs> if you haven't guessed where this is going yet, listeners, then seek help. And also seek help when you see... The free pack 150th anniversary boxes from Rangers. <laughs> what a lot of bollocks. And honestly, right. What a fitting tribute. What an absolutely fitting tribute to the 150th anniversary of Rangers FC than a free pack of budgie smugglers. <laughs> now, this was sent in by a listener. Um, I've tried to scroll back and find which form it was sent on. It was sent in through many of one of our social guises, which we'll, which we'll tell you at the end. I, we all find out uh, when I have time to sit down during the week and find out who sent it in. So thanks for sending it in and you'll get a name check next week. Yeah, we promise. We are very sorry. It does happen from time to time, um, particularly when we've had a month off. So yeah, um, but we'll find you. We'll find you. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> and, we'll, and you'll get there. All right, anyway. So, description. A multi-pack of Rangers branded boxer briefs. These boxes are made of a soft and high-stretched fabric with an elasticated waistband, making them very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's coming Have you ever owned a pair of any, any pair of underwear you've ever had on that didn't have an elasticated waistband? No. You're not gonna have a starchy waistband on your um, on your Bill Grundy's, are you? <laughs> your Bill Grundy's, brilliant. <laughs> on your Billy G's. Right? <laughs> so I just like the sort. Of, I just like the um, <laughs> just the description, <laughs> making them very comfortable. Full stop. Like it was written by a five-year-old. Making them. What could they make them? What it says it does exactly what it says in a tin. To be fair, they can't. Yeah, really... to be fair, I've actually I'm, I'm going to get to this. I haven't actually got an awful lot of issue with these as a product in general. They actually look I'm... quite quality because they've got like a stitched on badge, which but it could cause chafing though. I reckon. I reckon there's a chafing hazard there. Um, but I mean, in general, they they look like the 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 you know. I mean, complete with three different designs that commemorate the 150th anniversary of Rangers FC. That is where we might have issues here. I think so. Actually, there's a pair of boxes. Look, all right. Fit of them seems all right. You know, um, elasticated waistband. 
Um, I'm not so too keen on the pattern. Plain ones are all right. Oh, I mean, there's some that have got ranges badges all over. Yeah, them that's right. the one that, yeah, the, the one with the full ranges. But, but the problem being, though, they're celebrating their 150th anniversary by underwear. It's, it's kind of like the same as the screen wash and which you keep in your book kind of thing. It's very much set down that path of who the fuck's going to see these? Unless yeah. you're, you're not going to go to a game and drop your kicks and just kind of point, like, kind of dab. If I'm, if any sort of, if there's any fan base that would do it though, that I wouldn't put it past. Oh, it's Rangers. It's Rangers, yeah. Um, but I've got, I mean, my alternative theory is all right, like the stitching, the stitched in Rangers badge and all that, you know, nobody's going to see that. And if you're buying these, trust me, nobody's going to see that. Um, <laughs> but the one, the one thing that might do, because you know, along the top thing on the elasticated waist, it makes them really comfortable. Go on. You know, like how you know, have like Calvin Klein or whatever oh, yeah, along yeah, that yeah. waist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, the, the maker's name, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh, they've got ranges there. So maybe if they were going to do like a touching tribute to um, early 2000s rap metal fashion, where you, your jeans were halfway down your, down yeah. your bum and you revealed the sort of maker's name on your on your Billy G's, right? Um, then maybe maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe that's what they're going for. A Revisu jeans dollar thing. Remember them? The one with the kind of cream kind of thing on the pocket. It was kind of... I'll Google it. Yeah. Remember them? Ah, yeah. I, do you know what? I remember going to Florida in uh, the late 90s uh, and I got had a pair of Sean John jeans. They were super baggy. That was Puff Daddy's uh, clothing line. Yes. Sean John, yeah, I had a pair of them. They were badass. I've exclusively worn skinny jeans since I was about 13. Yeah, Kate Nash, emo freak. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Well done for naming Kate Nash, though. I heard Foundations on Radio X. Or... Then the Cribs, and they used to go out. And they, they, they were to, are they still going out? Kate Nash and the guy from the Cribs? No, no, I think he's married to someone else now. Oh, there we go. Good. Fair enough. It so, was punching. So basically, it's an item that really isn't needed in the world because you can buy box shorts. You don't need a football club branded one, especially not one for 150th anniversary. I think that's why this thoroughly deserves to go. And we're not even touched on price yet. Sam, can, can I can I go to the reviews before we touch on price? <laughs> Are they simply the best again? Because remember the the Rangers uh, <laughs> e there was it the Vape, vaping fluid, the straw Barry Ferguson vaping fluid, simply the best. Simply the best. That was amazing. Right, that was that was a truly tremendous club supper. Same entry. Right. So there's a couple here. Neil C. He says comfortable boxes, nice and comfortable boxes. Fair enough. Uh, as John des- A. As described he- in the description. Yes, it was described <laughs> as that in the description. Um, John A, nice fit, great material, and then a thumbs up emoji. Good. Um, um, you know what, John? That that seems right. And, and I've said that the fit seems okay, and I can't judge the material. But here we go. Um, then a couple of weird ones. <laughs> oh God. Um, Linda W. Linda, right? Okay. Comes on to say, my son loves them. He said very comfy. Um, and on a similar theme, Elizabeth M. My grand, my grandson likes them. Now, I'm not going to blame Linda and Elizabeth here, 
But lads, Danny, uh, talk about your 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 undergarments to your your mum or your granny. Did you know I once said to my mum that um, if she could buy me the same underwear I got from the previous Christmas because it made my knob look big? <laughs> that was the exact words I used. Oh my god! I regret it wholeheartedly. Oh. Sorry, I regret it wholeheartedly when, now <laughs> at the time, but they did. They did. Didn't make my knob look big. I, I genuinely wish. There was video evidence of Sandra's reaction to that. Oh, God, I was wondering if there was video of evidence of me in the, the boxers, you, you kinky fella. No, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> that was the music playing in the background at the time. But anyway, yeah, go on. So Tommy F. Five, these were all five-star reviews, by the way, including this one from Tommy F. Very good pants. A bit expensive, but I am a true blue. <laughs> That sums everything up, eh? Does not matter the price of anything. That is nail on the head stuff with the club shop assume. Exactly that. That is exactly what's happened. And the price here is for the three pack, 150 anniversary, 150th anniversary of boxes, 30 quid. Nah, that's too much. Too much, in my opinion. Um, I mean, you're paying, I don't know, for your designer. You'd probably pay around that for your designer once. Do you know what? It's 30, is it too much? Twenty two ninety nine, I think, at top maximum level. I would, I wouldn't pay any for fucking St. Johnson, St. Johnson underwear three pack. But twenty no. quid, twenty quid maybe would be a f- a decent price. Thirty, no, 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 no. no. Well, I get my Calvin ones right, and probably should be a little bit more, but I get them from Livingston. So <laughs> that's like, so I'll, I'll probably pay about twenty five quid a packet for them, which is fine. How many is in the packet? One, three. Well, that's all right. Yeah. They're, they're Calvin Klein's. These are Rangers' 150th anniversary when there's one. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah, you're nailing the head with that. Absolutely yeah. tosh. So, if you want to heat your um, Rangers underwear up in the winter when it's a bit chilly, stick them in your Celtic microwave. Have a rare old time in Glasgow. But if you think you've seen any nonsense out and about in a club shop, you could be down south, could be in Blackpool, you could go to the, the Stanley Matthews shop. I think it's called, isn't it? No, there's a big statue of Stanley Matthews outside the store. Statue of Stanley Matthews, yeah. Go on, Stan Mortensen as well. Go in there, have a look, see what's in there. Send us your crap. But if you need an example, an example of crap, my friend Danny is here to give you it. Sam, I'm going to keep this brief. <laughs> Briefs. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even mean no, that. You I did went... not even mean that. That went over your head. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I meant it. Meant it. Um, <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you. Sam... I like to watch the television. Great British menu, mainly. Great British menu. And is there a spin-off? Is there a spin-off point... for that one? Um, like strictly, it takes two. Like our lock. No, no, there's not. No, mm-hmm. and there's, there's there's a spin-off for the Bake Off, extra yeah. slice, and all that much. There's a spin-off for the podcast. The lock, locking. The locking, which will be back this week. Yes. No, I, I I like to watch the television. I watch Great British Menu, and then maybe someday I'll watch other programmes. But a programme I believe is on is Strictly Come Dancing. I was thinking about how you could marry up the Strictly to the Scottish football, the cinch, if you will. And this is a really big, long build-up for a very, very bad dad joke coming up. Like a dad joke. But anyway, I'm thinking I'm thinking back to me. I'm thinking that's the good one, right? Strictly, you know. It had Len. Big old Cockney Len. He's like, oh, I'd see what I do with a dancing, right? You're fucking, you know, do with a dancing. <laughs> anyway, so he had Len. 
I'm thinking about Len. I'm thinking about the things he used to say. I'll score you a five. I'm sorry, I'm going to score you a five. He'd sometimes say he'd score someone a nine. <laughs> he'd sometimes give a ten from Len. And this got me thinking, shit, this is so bad. Right, and this got me thinking how we could marry it up to the fit bar, to the cinch. And I had to turn to our own club. I was thinking about something else Len used to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, I can pull out of this right now. I'm not going to. I'm going to see it through. Listeners, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you have ever seen St. Johnson FC branded strictly come dancing judges' panels exclusively for the number seven. <laughs> what? I'm seven. <laughs> because we can see the seven on Saturday. Got you. Got, I was like, we're not, we can't get to seventh in the table. We're lucky to get tenth. Well, the only like, what number I could have gone for was 11, and you can't score 11 out of 10, <laughs> can you? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Our podcast well, was rated that once. Hey, by you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What the hell would you rate this bloody example? Niners. But yeah, if you, <laughs> if you, if you, you see St. Johnson Bradded, Lynn Goodman, seven paddles. Good. <laughs> if you've seen anything oh. like that, <laughs> please let us know how. I don't feel like I deserve to do the examples now. I deserve to do the social media. Can I do it? I've got it anyway. So have you ever seen this? Have you ever seen this or any item that is funnier? Because that wasn't particularly funny. But we did we did get a hook up for seven. And if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And in this case, you won't be laughing at that. So I'm sorry for reducing you all to tears. But you know how let us know. You know how, you know how to bring the good times to us. You can get us by all the usual social streams. Uh, Dog Saints on Instagram. Dog Saints on Twitter. Dog Saints.com, the contact section. And the old facey beat. If you're going to sell a wardrobe, make sure you've cleaned the mold off it first or don't <laughs> take a picture of the mold. <laughs> if you're going to sell a wardrobe on Facebook, I cannot stress this enough because nobody's going to buy it if they see the mold. <laughs> Good advice. No to mouldy wardrobes. <laughs> yes, to St. Johnson indoors, strictly come dancing judges, banners. <laughs> Woo! Get there! Oh, geez. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had time to work on that one. Because Can I tell a dad joke very quickly? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I might save this whole feature. Um, what does a pregnant woman, a burnt pizza, and a frozen beer have in common? Where in God's name is this going? Go on. Somebody who couldn't take out in time. <laughs> Sorry. That's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> my dad joke of the day it's a bit blue isn't it Sorry. it's a bit blue yeah Bowen don't listen anymore because he said he listens to podcasts in the car and has his two year old son in there yeah we're, we're not a family friendly podcast but thanks for listening though but buy pictures to go Dan baby it's post split madness <sighs> it certainly is and the the fixtures are out and we start with our trip to Dens Park I wasn't expecting that to be the first game after the split it's exciting eh but of course, it's, it's exciting. It's not going to be. It's not going to be in the telly, though, is it? No, and I made the fatal mistake when I was trying to work out the fixtures in my own head of um, just assuming Sky had show a game that didn't involve Celtic or Rangers at some point. No, 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 they're all, um, they all do. But I, no, that's not happened. So yeah, um, yeah, that, what a chance! What a chance to hit the ground running. Um, forget, forget last week. Quickly, as bad as it was. Forget it, because this is big. This is the biggest game we have 
had since I'm going to say since the Scottish Cup final. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge match. Um, win that, and we're pretty much safe from automatic relegation. I'd say. Yeah, and then you look to build. St Mirren have got Aberdeen that week, I think, as well. But yeah, we follow that match up uh, the following Saturday at home to St Mirren. I'm not going to be at because I'm in Dublin on a stag do, which is a massive event. I can't I can't pull out the stag do for this one. It's been booked for a long time, but we will watch it over there. Um, and imagine we'll find a boozer. Um, Neil, fully, fully stagger. Oh, it's a fully stagger. Fully stagger. We're off to uh, oh, Punchestown races on the Friday. We, we we travel on the Friday. TC is Scott Lamb who, who booked it. He listens, booked the races for the Friday and we travel on the Friday. So we all have to turn up at the airport in Edinburgh at half five in the morning, suited and booted, ready for the races. You gotta get creased. Oh, I'll be creased. <laughs> we'll be creased on it. Don't you worry. the buggery as my mum would say. And then said, big event for the Saturday, find the booze or watch the Saints game if you can find it. So it'll be a fine event. Gatter won't be there, but another massive match. All depending on Dundee game. If we if we come away with two wins out of them two, it's it's positive. But Livia weighs a tricky tie, Aberdeen and Hibs again. It, the games seem to get progressively harder, I think, as it goes. They do. So that's why that Dundee game's so big, right? Because you've got all right, Dundee away. A week on Saturday. So it starts, obviously, we don't get to play this weekend because we got knocked out of cut by Kelly. Um, <laughs> so, Dundee away, and then St. Mary at home the week after. That is, that's so important, given we've probably, it's probably backloaded us, like you say, it gets progressively harder, and sort of the hardest games are sort of backloaded here. Um, if results go our way, we could be level on points for St. Mary. Probably not a lot in it in goal difference either way come the end of that game against St. Mirren. Then it does get, I mean, Livy away on the 7th of May. <laughs> yeah, it's winnable, but it's not a gimme. Aberdeen at home on a Wednesday night, that could be electric. Yeah. Get a good, if we get a good crowd in, that's the last home game before the end of the season. That's a biggie. Night a night game. Hopefully the weather will be on the turn by that point. We'll get a bit, of, you know, them nice night game like when we used to play in Europe all those months ago. Yeah, I remember that. Nice, nice warm night. Get a few beers in and stuff like that. It could be proper. Remember we did a musical montage with uh, Heather Small's Proud with the Galatasaray game. Remember that at the start of the season. That was that was a oh, nice yeah, that, was cool. that was good. Enjoyed that. Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, I heard it the other day when I was listening back. We're running buses up from the dogger. Oh, what a rare treat! Hibs away, last game of the season. That is probably as hard, that is. It's not ideal as a as a final game out of those five, but you you just take the cards you dealt really. Um, midday kickoff, get a good crowd through there, and I, I. It's a cliche. It's five cup finals. It is, but it's, I'm thinking about that Hibs game in the last game of the season. It's had an absolute nothing game for them. Nothing. That that's it. That's the only thing they've not because they'll be they're they're gonna end up in no man's land. They're gonna end up in the purgatory. Yeah, they'll be the one of them odd teams that are in the bottom half, but with more points than the teams in the top six. Oh, they're definitely gonna end up with more points than um the Motherwell. Yeah. Like no danger. Uh probably Ross County as well. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I find it very exciting now. I, lo- I know least, some people don't like the split. I love the split. I, I love the split. Yeah, I, I do. I get why people don't like it and all that, but really, actually, what it comes down to is 
unless you have, it's rare that you get like a total Hibs 2013 capitulation or 2014, whatever it was, when Hibs's arse just totally collapsed and went from seventh to 11th and then lost the playoff in the course of the split. Yeah, it's, it's only, I mean, really, the teams at either end of the table remain largely unaffected, but. Sorry, I was going to say, I'm glad, kind of glad the fixtures have kind of worked out the way they did it. If they're in reverse, it would be, I'd be a little bit more nervous. It could be out of it. Starting with Hibs, then Aberdeen, and then it could all go down the wire with St. Mirren, and then a game, last game of the season against Dundee to see who goes down. I could not have... Oh, dear. <laughs> Deary me. That's what I thought they were going to set up for. Yeah. I thought that was genuinely how they'd set it up, but... Hey, look, it's, as I say, don't matter what order you play, when I mean, you've got to play everyone. Five cup finals, and five one-off games. And our record in split fixtures is genuinely pretty positive. Uh, there was a period for about four or five years where we didn't lose any games. Maybe after, I may have made that step up, but there was definitely three or four seasons where we did not lose a game. Am I right in thinking we're the only team to have both won all our post-split fixtures and lost all our post-split fixtures? Yeah, I think so. After, that is who knows what we're getting? It's but- not going to be that this year, though. It's not going to be that this year. It, we're not. I, it's going to be neither of those things. We just need to do enough. Yeah, that's it. Just uh, playoff as well, is, which is decided for a Friday and a Monday. Imagine it's Inverness on a Friday night or Partick Thistle or something. We trip to Glasgow on a oh, Friday night. Evelyn. Absolute brilliant, eh? I would have to do an overnighter if it's that. Oh, aye. Yeah. Lynn's got a Hilton um, friends and family kind of discount pass. We'll do it in style, baby. We're getting it. We're living it up big time. <laughs> we certainly are. And in the playoff that I don't hope we really hope we're not involved in. <laughs> A wee bit of me kind of wants to be in it. Okay, now a wee bit. Can you imagine what an unpleasant 180 minutes of football that would be? It would be horrible, but (laughs) it's so exciting though. It'd be good fun. It would be exciting. But anyway, we have reached the end of another podcast. We want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in this week. We want to thank our subscribers. We should thank you more often for supporting us every single week um i've just i've just checked my emails during this podcast and three more bills have came out which are in reference to this podcast so you guys are completely supporting us and backing us up and please send us your address so because we have got subscriber treats for you to send through the post we do indeed so i just want to echo all those thanks um again repeat our thanks for with regards to fundraising it's just totally blown us away. Give you a bit of an update on that next week when the money's away. And and one more thing about subscribers as well. Our end of season awards is coming up. If you've not listened to last season's episode, it was an absolute peach. We had the likes of Laura Woods from TalkSport on it. Kyle Faulkner for you. Shell Suit Bob. Gene Johansson. And we are currently squirreling in the background trying to get equally ridiculous and brilliant guests to come on and read out the awards as well. Um, we're going to try and secure the winner as a guest. I presume it will probably be one of two. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll see how that may I, go. I was just thinking about this. Last year, we ended up with like a top 10. And there was actually a few lads that um, that got votes that didn't. Ali McCann make was sixth in the top 10. That was ridiculous. That was absolute nonsense. Um, but in terms of the votes this year, it is going to the Dogger Saints group chat and the subscribers. I was getting an exclusive yeah. vote on the player of the year. Everyone else will have a, a fair crack at all the other awards available. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just the way we decided to do it this year. Um, so we've got to keep everyone will still be involved. Um, and good luck to those voting on player of the year because 
I want a top 10 again so I can so we can follow the same format as last year. Yeah, it was good. Um, but uh, we're also trying well, to work on an end of season jingle as well. This I'm putting this down to Lynn. Uh, you've came up with yeah. some kind of Rocky-inspired uh, song that you want to be used. I, I put that to Lynn, and she just said, no, I'm sorry. Ah. I know, but she's got a short list of about four or five songs, depending on what happens. Uh, at the, sorry, I just bought my beer. Oh, mate, um, you silly goose. But do you know, this is Sam Miguel. Did I ever tell you a time I brewed my own beer, and I called it oh, Sam, sh- and I called it Sam Miguel, and on the picture of the bottle was a picture of me and Miguel Samuel. <laughs> How did it taste? It was horrible and I had floaty bits in it. Nah, yeah, but my mate cool. Gav Russell was the one that printed the labels. It just said San Miguel, but the N was the name. And I had a picture of me in it. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't Miguel to me. It was uh, Miguel Jimenez. The golfer? Yeah. Yeah. That's a Yeah, good stuff. But anyway, thanks again for everybody listening. We will have, <laughs> we will have a guest hopefully next week. Uh, thanks for listening again. And we will we'll see you then. Thank you. Take it easy, everyone. We love you. Bye. Do you have time to sing a goodbye song before you go? Always been. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well, that's okay, cause we'll see you very soon, I know, very soon I know, goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye, goodbye. and tomorrow just like today.